our guests today, we have two of them, Barbara Bray and Rose Colby. Welcome. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. This so is can, wonderful. can you introduce yourselves and why you're here and mm-hmm. what you'd like to talk about today? Do you want me to start? Okay. Go, Barbara. I'm Barbara, and I'm lucky to be here at Aurora Institute. That's a new name. <laughs> and, and, um, and I was very fortunate to um, present with Rose. We, um, we love being working together. And then saw you, and this has been great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm Rose Colby. I'm a competency uh, education specialist, and uh, thrilled and honored to work with Barbara. This is our third year that um, we've been doing work together uh, here at Inacol and presenting on um, competency-based education and uh, personalized learning and what we each can bring to the field. And we enjoy uh, working with uh, educators across the country as they take off and start doing and really uh, uh, doing the deep dive into personalized learning in a competency-based framework. So, so tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe what we should say is one of the things is we did an hour this time, yeah. and um, our, I, presentation, our yeah. presentation where we've always done workshops before, right. yep. and we said, what are we going to cut out? It was really good. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what can we leave in? Yeah. And yeah. what we found is that we came up with, we have new materials. Okay. Yeah. So we decided to share a lot of our mm-hmm. new materials and wanted to leave time at the end for them to actually do some work um, yes. but it was we threw stuff at them uh-huh. yeah. Threw th- yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was a little concerned what they about were highly you? resourced yes <laughs> between all of, all of what Barbara fantastic. had to, had to yeah. give and what, what I I, I kind of threw into the, the mix you know people at this conference are really genuine and, yeah. and mm-hmm. caring and um, and I think we absorb some of the energy from them yeah you know especially oh, in the sessions and absolutely. and um, you know they're, they're not wallflowers at our at our sessions yeah, so we, what is new what is the new stuff you're sharing with everyone well um, what I'm what I've done is redone a lot of the work around <clears throat> the why okay. instead of the what Awesome. And so, um, and I'm going to want to share that separately. Please do. But I'm oh, okay. share it. Yeah, I'll yeah, share yeah. a little. I'm gonna, oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only because um, it's a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And the work I'm doing with personalized learning, I needed to move from the what to the why there. So I made right. the charts. Yeah. So I shared, yeah. shared two of the charts, uh, teaching learning approaches and teaching learning um, continuum. And I wanted them to look at how to use those, not only as a teacher or administrator, but you can also do it for PD, and I gave them some strategies. And then you have some new work. Yeah, and so um, uh, Karen Hess and Dan Joseph and I are coming out with our new book in January, and it's based on making the shift to CVE. Oh, great. And looking at um, what are the tools and strategies for sustainability. So what we're able to do, and Barbara and I work together, is we're able to look at at CBE from the, the perspective of the tools necessary to support the work, we have the tools that kind of amplify her whole piece around personalized learning so that they can come away with really having a better sense of what this personalized learning means in the context of a competency-based framework or mastery of, of learning. And it, it was just obvious. We had to work <laughs> together. It was very complimentary when you come here and, you know, everyone is kind of on the same wavelength around what they want to learn while they're here and what they come with, you know, where they're at in their school districts and are reaching out to get more and kind of be fed is 
It is. Uh, Some really powerful connections yeah. are made here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that's why sure. we all keep coming back, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So can can you both talk a little bit about sustainability that yeah. you mentioned a few minutes ago? Yeah. Because uh, that's one of the one of the themes that I hear is how does this right. how does this keep going once yeah. once we go back to our schools and our districts, and what if people leave? You know, what if right. leadership leaves? So yeah. sustainability is, is one of those questions people have. So can you right. can you mention both of those a little bit? Yeah. Let me start with this one. Okay. Because um, I, I think we, we're on the same wavelength with this, but um, what we know from research. Um, the Colburn research around um, scaling and sustainability is that in order to sustain an effort, the teachers have to own the work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one of those shifts, and it's a real one, is that we empower our teachers, we enable our teachers, and as leaders, that's our role. The work evolves, and that's the role of leadership, is to shape that, to provide the resources for it, so that because this is going to take, some people say it's going to take a generation for this to happen. We're not going to have all the same people at the table. All right, this right. isn't one-size-fits-all professional learning. So how do leaders enable and create opportunities for ongoing professional learning where teachers actually own their work, own their profession back, um, and we trust and believe in them in doing this work? So that, to me, is a real important message for folks getting out of the gate on this is what's your current culture, professional culture. It is also going to speak to the student culture in the classroom. And the student culture is really what we talk about in terms of the personalization. So mm -hmm. sustainability, too, to me, when we talk about learner culture, is, is really now an understanding that teachers have in doing this work that the goal is for student agency. Right. So that's how it kind of fits together. I'm just going to take it a step further, because mm -hmm. I agree, definitely. Um, one of my concerns has been teachers feeling so overwhelmed that they don't realize that they're the learners too, like we right. said. And so in trying to go through some of this you know, work that we do, I wanted to give, and you did, is give them some tools where they can see themselves as a learner, see how they can grow, and then apply this as a model for the kids. Because if we're going to personalize learning, we should do it first for ourselves. So yep. I, I did share a, a way that they can make their own backpack, mm -hmm. a personal learning backpack. Nice. And how they can then turn that around and say, you know, I never knew that I really liked this. And now I'm applying this and it seems to be working. Yep. And they can also show their vulnerabilities, which is really good to share mm -hmm. with the kids. Because some kids don't, they feel that teachers are yep. the... You know, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they know everything. They're the yeah. expert. Yeah. But they don't. They don't. And a lot of times if they can learn some of this by um, showing that, it makes, and they build those relationships with the kids better. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining oh, us today. You're welcome. We're glad we stopped by. It's so absolutely. nice to see both you. Of you again. Yeah. Yes, oh, you're absolutely. welcome. Thank this you. was wonderful. Our guest today is Barbara Bray. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, this is wonderful. So we hear that you have some new things going on, and we would very much like for you to talk about all of your new information and ideas and learning that you want to share with everybody. Oh, well, I've been doing a lot of them. Like, the podcast is three years old. Yeah. Um, so... Um, 
but I'm trying to expand it right. and bring in um, more stories about the why. Right. So that's where I'm going is the why. So what made you shift to the why? Well, when I was a little kid, I used to ask why, 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 and they used to tell me, <laughs> Barbara, you can't just follow directions and stop asking right, why, stop don't be curious, why. and yeah. then when I realized uh, this is what school should be about is curiosity, and I wanted to bring it back, yeah. and I started doing work on personalized learning, we started with the what, right? and I went, you know, this is not me, I need to bring back the why, and so some of the work I do is with Universal Design for Learning that now starts with the why. Yeah. Um, Simon Sinek's work that starts with the why, but I changed a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. A thing called Icky Guy. Have you ever heard of that? I don't think so. I'm not sure I have. No, explain uh, this to our listeners. Oh, Icky Guy. Okay. Uh, they call me the Icky Guy later, lady. It's really funny because I was I shared it at South by Southwest. Yeah. And some people are going, oh my god, I love it. So let me share. It's um, the Japanese concept for the meaning of life. Okay. In Japan, they don't have any... A word for retirement. Mm -hmm. They feel everyone has to have a purpose. So it's four things. What you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can get paid for. Now I changed the last one uh -huh. to what is your value. Okay. okay. I felt that especially with educators, right. we may not get paid enough, but are you valued for what you do? Do you have the value? Do you Great. feel it? Great. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Do you like that? I like that a lot. So that's how I got started and Ended up doing workshops called Define Your Why. I've been doing those for about two years, yeah. doing keynotes now, and people are crying in the audience. They come up, where's your book? I went, I don't have a book. Oh, write a book. So I, I wrote a book. <gasps> nice. There it is. There's Got a it? book now. What's it called? It's called Define Your Why, mm -hmm. and the subtitle is Own Your Story So You Can Learn and Live on Purpose. Nice. Now, it's not going to come out until February. Okay. Yeah. And I'm still working on it. And I have a lovely <laughs> publisher. Maybe you know Sarah Thomas from EduMatch. Have you ever heard of her? I've not met her, no. Oh, you'll have to get her on your show. She's yeah. amazing, amazing. Great. And uh, so that's kind of my new direction. Fantastic. Nice. So this book comes out in February, and you're still working on it? How's uh, that going to work? Well, they told me. It's almost done. I mean, okay, I finished good. it. <laughs> I finished it. Like, it's really this quick. Is normal. No, I well, I started it in July. Okay. Okay. I finished it in September, and we're working on the production gotcha. right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're working on the production. Plus, um, I got 25 stories from people that have been on my podcast. Yeah. And I'm, you know, they're just amazing people who all what I wanted to show is that all of us go through struggles right have vulnerable you know we're vulnerable and we sometimes we don't want to share that and a lot of them shared that yeah and uh, some of the things they shared I was just I was, I was crying at something yeah. I was blown away sure so I was very honored that they wanted to write share their stories that's very nice so the book is all about about stories of people's purpose? Well, actually, I go through my story, which would probably take too long to tell you, yeah. <laughs> but it's basically not feeling I was worth anything. Gotcha. And going down the wrong, my through line is don't rent someone else's story, own and tell yours. Yes. And yep. I'm in a TED master class right now um, to learn how to do a TED talk and hopefully they nice. choose me, Excellent. but that's my through line. And that's what I found out is many of us go down a path 
that sometimes takes us down someplace we really don't want to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how do we believe in ourselves to really take control and own our lives? And the best way is to tell your stories. And when you tell the story, the right, you know, it's your story, and you believe in it enough, it, it's powerful. And that's what I'm trying to do is help others do that. I love this. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? <laughs> this yeah. is going to be really good, I think. Now you get it why I wanted to talk Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. <laughs> wanted to talk to me. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Right, so everybody, so be on the lookout. We're, we're going to have a podcast collaboration um, with Barbara. So our, Matt and Courtney, our podcast. And Barbara, what is your podcast called? It's called Rethinking Learning Podcast. It's okay. basically conversations on learning. But I may start another one because my son is my <laughs> sound <laughs> designer. Yeah. I mean, he's my sound engineer. And he said, you know, you really need one with Define Your Why. Under Rethinking Learning. So it's really about your why. And because, you know, the others have really been their stories. But they're just, I still think the stories are really powerful. And then I get to find out about your story. (laughs) Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Isn't it fun? Because, you know, what's really cool is a lot of people, when you're interviewing others, nobody really knows about you. So well, true. that is true. Right? That is true. It's true. Because you have to, you know, ask them and yeah, yeah, and you have your stories behind them that are pretty powerful. Thank you so much for coming by. Oh, thank you for yeah. inviting me. This was wonderful. Of course. Thank we love talking much. with you, and we hope we see you again next year. Oh, you will. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>